bacon smells nice. Bacon. So does all day breakfast with Matt and Alex. Oh, sorry, I didn't have my screen up. I'm getting um, the running sheet. Can we do that again? <laughs> we could if you wanted. I mean, or we, we could just plow to. on. <laughs> I was just, I, well, I need to see what we're doing uh, at the moment. You that know? is true. When, when you have such a packed show, a running sheet, very, very important, I think it's fair enough to say. And what a show it's, it's going to be here an all-day oh. breakfast, matter of kind. I just need to start the show by saying I can feel the lockdown just creeping <laughs> It's knocking on my door right now. Yeah. Just well, Matt itching. spends most afternoons straight from he goes straight from uh, recording all day breakfast here to the Star Casino to uh, play a couple of hands. Oh, don't even joke. <laughs> there was a case. Yeah, positive case has been through Star Casino yesterday. All I mean, if you see the list of venues, mate, it's terrifying to live in Sydney right now. Oh, yeah. I didn't right go get a bread roll today because I didn't want to. Just in case. Meanwhile, in Melbourne, only 170 cases yesterday, so we are cruising. Do you know know what the (laughs) other thing is? My partner and I spent yesterday looking online to find cool face masks because we're we're realising this is, we need a good reusable face mask. Yep. I got the uh, disposable. I was walking around my my disposable one yesterday, and you're right. I Googled, you know, a good place to get them. Now my Instagram face, everything is, (laughs) here's face masks. (laughs) Did you want them? I'm like, okay, I've sorted it, but thank you. Well, I've been I've been doing this, so you can see me on my on the Zoom. But yeah. I wear hoodies all the time, and I and the hood doubles up as a face mask. Like you spin the hood around the front. Yeah, you wrap it around your neck, and then you and then you whack the edges over your ears, and you've actually got a face mask. So it's pretty good. Send us your tips. Your uh, but we've got James Bay on the show today. Very exciting. Um, he's got new music coming out, but his old music. I was just looking at his old music. It's just the 700 million streams. No, more than half a billy. Yeah. Almost three quarters of a bill. Um, we got plenty to ask him about his brand new song. He's opened up a lot on this uh, new record. And he's been doing uh, a lot of cool about- stuff in uh, quarantine as well. So we can ask him a little bit about that. Uh, Splendor has released some new lineup news. So we'll get into that as well. And uh, in my quest to be Professor Dyson, uh, we're going to be talking to a man who knows teaching inside and out. My father, Ian Dyson, the PE teacher, will be passing on his advice for that. It's uh, All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. Hello. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, big news in the world of music festivals with Splendor in the Grass. Giving us an updated 2021 lineup. I mean, it's a bit, a bit stop and start and foot on the brake, foot on the accelerator uh, since all this stuff began. But now, after an original delay to October of this year, they've pushed it back to next year. And now we've got an updated lineup. Yeah, we already knew that Tyler, the Creator, would be performing based on uh, the previous headliner announcement. And also the Strokes are still playing as well. They're going to be closing it out on Saturday night. Tyler's doing Sunday night. Uh, But unfortunately, Flume has had to uh, withdraw, which, side note, I mean, what's Flume doing in 2021? (laughs) Scheduling conflicts have uh, led to. (laughs) I mean, what is he... I just I am jealous of someone who knows what's happening for them in July 2021. Well, they can say no to Splendor. I don't have a clue what's going on, and I have no inside <laughs> industry contacts. And what I'm about to say is absolutely unfounded, other than from my own mind. Okay. 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 Go on. But with Australian festivals, I think looking for those all Australian lineups between yep. now and next July, 
potentially Flume's doing a little swapsies and jumping oh, on an Australian lineup. Um, okay, that's just an absolute dice. You, you don't know. You're just guessing. Dark. No hey, one's a, told me that. I just thought, oh, maybe they would have organised him to go on another lineup. Uh, anyway, yep, no, that's that was a very, a, very a valid point. Um, but look, good news for anyone who likes a little bit of Britpop. Uh, with the Flume's announcement being made uh, yesterday that on the Friday night, a headline, Slender in the Grass 2021, will be these guys. Gorillas. Uh, mastermind Damon Albarn giving us that uh, animated group. And uh, they're going to be jumping on the Splendor lineup uh, to, yeah, hopefully do some 14 days quarantine potentially and then give us an hour and 40 minutes of power. I mean, it's a genius move when you think about it because I have yet to see any cartoon characters needing to go into quarantine. <laughs> that is very I, true, my friend. They will not be in the, you know, travel lodge, Sydney, um, <laughs> no windows or whatever, just uh, choking on the air con. No, no, no. So that'll be very cool. A very cool back catalogue uh, does Gorillas have. So I'm sure the people heading along to Splendour in the Grass will be enjoying that one near the more North Byron Parklands. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out and, you know, what other measures will we have to be put in. You know, Queensland with their famous uh, sitting dance floors uh, for the foreseeable future, you know, we'll oh, have to wait. Oh, you reckon a sitting Splendour? <laughs> well, the problem is that amphitheatre at Splendour is so steep that I could just see everyone just rolling to the bottom of the hill on their chairs, <laughs> you know, like yeah. like bobsledding to the bottom. So who knows well, what will happen? It's definitely going to feel like a different event, no matter what happens, uh, you know, barring an all-out vaccine happening, um, mm. it's certainly going to feel and look and be completely different. So we thought we'd put together a little timetable for you. Well, this is the navigate. other thing about they, they've Splendor have announced uh, their first day's full lineup as to, you know, what we could do. And so we've we've sort of, you know, when you highlight your acts and, you know, get, in, get into touch the things that you need to do there. Yeah. Um, so we've we've actually come up with our day one at, at Splendor 2021. And gates open as they always do at 9am. And so we'll be going in and not only dodging the sniffer dogs, but the sniffing people. Yeah, um, at 11am, uh, in a hilarious backstage mix-up, the Cat Empire will put on Slipknot's face masks and create the world's jazziest circle pit. Uh, after that, we're going to be jumping to the uh, inflatable selfie spot. Uh, you know, last year they had Hot Dog Snoop Dogg, which was there. They've also mm. had Nicolas Cage in a cage. Uh, mm. So we're going to be getting a selfie with their 2021 uh, item, which is uh, Swab Thomas from Matchbox 19. <laughs> it's just going to be his head on a large pole. <laughs> yeah, at 1pm you'll lose all your friends uh, and your phone won't have any reception because Byron locals have burnt down the 5G towers. That's probably why I don't get any reception any year. <laughs> Those pirate locals. Goodness gracious. All right. Uh, after that, uh, New South Wales authorities are actually going to storm the GW McLennan tent because Ruby Fields will be debuting her new single, Princess, and they do not want a repeat of the Ruby Princess disaster of 2020. <laughs> At 6pm, you'll stop noticing the pungent stench of your campsite. <laughs> Meaning... 
<laughs> Are you saying we're going to lose our smell? Yeah, meaning the virus is already embedded. <laughs> and that bro you patched on Thursday, the teepee forest was a super spreader. Uh, which brings us to the headliner, and everyone will be waiting at the amphitheatre for Frank Ocean, uh, who's booked. Unfortunately, he's not going to arrive, uh, and they're going to replace him with Dr. Norman Swan. When the night's over, with the 1.5 metre spacing rules, uh, the line for the bus home will stretch all the way to your actual home. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. Splendour 2021. We'll see you there. Coffee? Yeah, go on. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Alex Dyson, did you see Robert De Niro uh, down in the dumps Uh-oh. just recently? Yeah. Well, it's that kind of emotion around, isn't it? I'm not surprised yeah. Robert's feeling the same as the rest of us. Well, he's been hit hard um, and he has been in court with his ex-partner. Oh, no. Um, yeah, Grace Hightower is her name. Uh, she's angry because Robert cut her monthly Amex allowance. From $143,000 down to uh, $71,000. A month? Yeah. What? Well, you'd be angry, wouldn't you? Well. If you, if you lost out $143,000 to $71,000. I mean, to be yeah. fair, they've rounded down even because <laughs> half of $143,000 is, is $71,500. I mean, at least, at least round up to $72,000. So $70,000 a month. He's saying, hey. I, I can't pay what I used to because I'm going to be lucky if I even make $10.7 million this year. Because <laughs> he's been dealt some serious blows. Well, for, the you know, film industry, COVID. it is difficult to... His uh, restaurants, he's got he's got a restaurant train, Nobu, all right, oh. Greenwich Hotel. They've both taken massive hits. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know what it's like having a venue at this time. Yes, it is. Imagine tricky. only making $10.7 million. I'd be lucky to make, tell you what, I'd be very fortunate <laughs> to make that uh, this year as well. But, um, yeah, I guess it's everyone has their thing. Like you were having yeah. a bit of, a you know, little COVID whinge yesterday. I know. And that's the thing about this COVID situation because, you know, sometimes you just want to whinge, but you realise that other people are really struggling. You know, I mean, look... Don't get me wrong. I believe Robert De Niro is probably going through a very tough time. Feeling crap. Finances. Would be. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really difficult to have to go through all this because, you know, if you've made $100 million in the past, 10, 10's, you know, difficult. <laughs> right? It would so be. So sometimes you just want to have a whinge. I mean, you you were having a whinge yesterday about playing some video games. Oh, yeah. So some bro on my team just shoot me in the back <laughs> as soon as the game starts. Very annoying. <laughs> and, oh, yesterday, I tell you what, I thought there was nothing worse than your own teammate killing you on online multiplayer first-person shooters. I was wrong. Getting sniped three times in the head in a row by someone (laughs) calling themselves Fart Sniffer 269. (laughs) Honestly, I I ventured back on there yesterday. Fart Sniffer kept killing me. It's absolutely infuriating. We wanted to open up the phone so that you can have a guilt-free whinge because Robert might feel a little bit, you know, 
bad about complaining about that sort of thing. But everyone has their problems. And whatever is the biggest problem in your life is the thing that gives you the most emotional distress. Exactly. So we've got people to ha- uh, have a whinge today, including Monica from Sydney. Hey, Monica. Hi there, guys. How are you? Not Great, too bad. Monica. We're going to do some... Do some whinging with you today because this is a safe whinge space. Matt and I love a whinge and we want to extend that opportunity to other whinge whinges out there. Uh, what, what do you want to whinge about today? My big whinge for today is I left my avocado at home so I had to eat my salad without this beautifully perfect ripe avocado. Oh, that is so frustrating, especially because... I bet it was a like perfect window for your avo. I bet it was mm. that beautiful nutty light green color. And now when you go home, it's just I'm gonna get uh, home. Know, it's gonna be off. It's gonna, it's be, gonna brown. be brown. Exactly. So not only do you not get to eat avocado, but a good avo down the drain. I'm a millennial. I can't afford avocado. <laughs> oh my exactly. god, Monica! I flushed out. No my... one these days has the cash for Hass. No, <laughs> no one. No way. <laughs> Oh, we're so sorry to hear that, Monica. Thank you for that whinge. I mean, but Monica, can I just ask? You seem to be an avocado expert. Do you use the whole avo at once? What do you do if you cut an avo in half and trying to use one, you know, now one half now and save the rest for later? What do you do? So the secret is, is where the seeds left in. You keep that half for later because the longer mm. the seeds left in, the longer it will stay good for. Mm, thank Monica, you, Monica. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll catch you later. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. James from Brisbane. What's your guilt-free whinge, mate? Look, I have a whinge about um, a behaviour I noticed in my housemate, which utterly shocked me, and I still can't quite explain it. Mm, um, okay. I was down with her having sort of uh, about to have a cup of tea in the morning, and she got out the match, uh, the uh, matches, sorry, to light the stove, and like lit the stove, and then shook out the match and put it back in the matchbox. <sighs> So now, burn out matches in the matchbox. Burn out matches in the matchbox. And I don't understand. Is it like a, a Bear Grylls complex? Like you're, <laughs> you're going to be trapped and you're going to be needing these little little bits of wood to, to start a fire or something? I, I just don't understand where this behavior comes from. Yeah. I can imagine what would annoy you about this as well, Jane, especially you, you know, middle of the night, you're going down to whip up a little midnight snack on the stove. All right, you're fumbling around in the dark. You whip out a match. You go to strike it. The head just crumbles, disintegrates. And I felt like my head was crumbling in a way when I saw this because (laughs) I just couldn't understand. And, and, you know, you go down there and you're you're doing your inventory before you do your weekend shop and you pull out the packets. You don't open them. You shake them. You shake the packets to see how many are in there. And then, you know, the next day, it's Sunday morning. You go to – you want to have your pancakes. You want to have your cup of tea, your coffee. And you pull out that matchbox and you open it up. Nothing but husks. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing James. this winch, James. No I mean, worries. we completely get it, mate. Hope you uh hope you get some good ignition down yeah, the track. You. All right. <laughs> Cheers, James. Uh, and we've also got Annie who's joining us here from uh, Ellerslie in Victoria. Hey Annie. Hey, hey guys, going. Not too bad. It feels good to have a winch. I'm feeling a bit of weight off my shoulders. Uh what about yourself? Oh, mate, I've got my housemate who due to Corona hasn't had a, a job, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate. But yeah. uh, I, I've kept mine and my other housemate has, and this housemate who doesn't have the job, she sighs every time she gets up like she's had the most exhausting day watching TV. <laughs> so she'll get up, make a cup of tea and go, oh, oh I've got to make a cup of tea. Oh, oh. and now, it just does my head in. Now, now. now I'm very... 
very happy here, Addie, that this is a guilt-free whinge zone because if it were not, you may feel a little bit of guilt whinging about the unemployed. But but this is a guilt-free because yeah, we could be, uh, you know, a little bit, at least it will be annoying for you there, Addie. Have you confronted the housemate? No, it's been, it's, it's been, uh, she thinks she's doing everything around the house. So mm. I, I've let mm. it go. But uh. <laughs> and just on top of everything, have you checked that the housemate is, is doing okay? Of course, of course. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's just well, the size. Sometimes it's, it's involuntary. The... Like I've started the old man like getting up from a chair like, uh, uh. <laughs> like well, she's that's an old man, she's 23. <laughs> <laughs> There should be an age limit to the size. Okay, well, it's good that you can, you know, all the time be aware of your housemate, check in with their feelings, but here on Matt and Alex in the guilt-free whinge zone, you're able to just let off a little bit of that uh, that tension so that it doesn't creep into the household. Definitely. Oh, beautiful, Eddie. Thanks, Annie. No worries. Thanks, guys. There we go. Matt, you're the judge here. Guilty, not guilty. Ugh. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Now, Matt, we found out yesterday that our producer Sam Cav is in a bit of a pickle, as are many parents in Victoria. Going to have to work as well as homeschool children. It is a tough situation, isn't it? Oh, my God. I do not envy Sam, who sits across from us right now. Uh, Let's chuck the mic on. And Sam Cav, we, uh, we talked about your situation yesterday about mm-hmm. the struggle, about how difficult it's going to be to juggle these aspects of your life on the, under the one roof, you know, mm. work, schooling, kids, all that. Yep. Luckily, and, uh, working with you guys has prepared me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, we, your two most important sons are right here, Matt <laughs> yep, and yeah. Alex. Um, but Alex Dyson decided to put his hand up and gave you a very kind offer. I know, Sam. Like, you were sitting there. You were just thinking, I wonder what what on earth I'm going to do now with these uh, Dan Andrews getting up and announcing that, you know, kids mm. are going to have to stay at home for a lot longer. And then, and then suddenly... And then a hero comes along. What a hero. Oh, wow. And then a hero comes along, Professor Alex Dyson, putting his hand up to be the tutor that you so desperately needed. Um, and you broke it to the, the kids yesterday. How'd it I, go? I did, yeah. I spoke to um, my kids yesterday and said, look, you know, Alex that I work with, he's offered to do some some tutoring, some teaching. And um, yeah, Arlo was very excited. Well, only one took us up on the offer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, not really uh, plussed with uh, Alex Dyson's chops in the tutoring world, but you did manage to record a little bit of audio as what your youngest five-year-old Arlo would uh, want to learn. My friend Alex can do some teaching with you while we're doing homeschooling. What would you like him to teach you? Sharks, probably. Sharks? If there's, if there's any more facts about sharks. More facts? Yeah, and more quizzes. And more quizzes. Is there any other animals you'd like to learn about? Snakes. Snakes? Okay. Crocodiles. Crocodiles? Is there anything like about the human body you'd like to learn about? How much bones? How much bones humans have? And what are bones made out of? Oh yeah, that would be cool. How does meat get created? Because we are meat. That's true, we are meat. So you'd like to know how meat gets created? Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> Dyson, you've got some deep, like, wow. scientific and moral questions to be asked. I mean, the line yeah. between the human body, what is meat? When does it become an edible product? Is your, Animals? Is your son looking into the ethics of cannibalism? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, wow. Well, that's okay, a good so list. Sharks, like dangerous animals, I yeah. think. That, that's pretty exciting. He's into that. He's really right, into so that. I can do and, that. Meats. I could tell him that I've eaten crocodile meat before. That's, that's pretty like exciting. That. Um, um, okay. And, and what are uh, bones, bones made out of? Mm. Right. I mean, I don't know the answer to some of these questions. <laughs> I think calcium. Is that something? Is that right? Well, you need it to help make them strong, I think, is there. Yeah, yeah but I don't, I don't know, know anything else. All right, I'm going to have to do some research. And part of the research is going, you know, going to the best, you know, because, you, you know, you're only the best when you learn from the best. And there's a teacher that I know that has done some great things over the years, inspired generations of children. Uh, with not only his full-time teaching, but his substitute teaching, including classes in which I myself have been a pupil within. So I know this firsthand. It's my father, Ian Dyson. Hello, Dad. Hello, Alexander. Hello, Matt. And welcome to All Valued All Day Breakfast listeners. <laughs> Thank you very much for G'day, joining us, Dad. Ian. Listeners, in a packed <laughs> education-focused program today, you'll find out why your nose is in the middle of your face because it is the centre. You'll find oh. out the real reason oh. why little Bo Peep lost her sheep, because she had a crook with her. And Matt will explain how for a long time he thought a spirit level was a breathalyzer for carpenters. Stay tuned for that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, but as far as I don't... <laughs> Thank you, I mean, Ian. Dad, your pun qualities are without question. I mean, centre... <laughs> S-C-E-N-T-E-R, brilliance. I mean, it's top Correct. tier. But let's talk about where you went to university and did your teaching degree. Ballarat College of Advanced Education back in the, uh, yeah, I'll call it the early 80s. <laughs> okay. It. So uh, what was one of your highlights teaching uh, over the years, Mr. Dyson? Surviving the day. That was a highlight. You get to the you're, end of the day. Hearing that sweet, sweet bell. Sweet spot. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a Pavlovian response. You salivate at the sound of the bell. That's, I think, what happens there. But uh, I learned that in science. Um, now, Dad. The good thing is you stop sweating then. <laughs> exactly right. Now, Dad, um, having grown up with you many years, I have heard some, some teaching horror stories. I want to be warned about the worst. I mean, hopefully this isn't as bad because Don't there will be distance by the, by the Zoom. But can you tell us a few times where being a teacher has not been the most glamorous profession? Oh, look, I was in a school where you had to walk around at recess time on yard duty with an umbrella over your head with another staff member because of the stones that came over <laughs> top of portables, mate. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> being evacuated every friggin' second day because of a bomb threat from the kids who weren't, who were wagging that day. God almighty. Seriously. <laughs> well, Not man. only that, I was a second teacher in the classroom and my job was to stop the kids climbing outside the through the portable window. <laughs> so wait, what teacher would teach and you'd stand by the windows and guard them? <laughs> That's the gist of it, yes. Surprised they haven't got you at one of these quarantine hotels, Ian, just uh, checking people out, making a escape. We wouldn't be having the, having the problems we had got there at the moment if they hadn't been. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad, that's good. I've got to do this teaching this week. It sounds like I'm going to be teaching about a bit about animals, a bit about bones, a bit about right. meat. Um, right. uh, what are your tips when it comes to teaching? 
teaching is the profession that teaches all of the other professions. Mm. So you're top of the hill, king of the heap, all right? So my <laughs> tip to you is, one, fake it till you make it. Ooh. Number one. Right? Good. Make sure they've had a good sleep, good food, no rubbish. And remember, lions drink water, not fizzy drinks. I remember Ooh, that. I remember okay. being told that a lot I growing you, up. <laughs> I bet you heard that a bit. And I, I am a little bit regretful to say I sometimes say lions drink water to this very day. So um, <laughs> you've, it's worked, Dad. Repetition works, I think, is another it tip. Does. All right, quick question to you. We've got to remember that uh, if you're a teacher, uh, the collective noun for a group of kids is called a migraine. <laughs> or, or the phrase, a cluster of trouble, would be appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And also, a bit of a tip for you, Alexander. Think long and hard before you get out the glitter. Okay, that oh, is a very good tip. Yes. Now, oh. I'll finish with a quick quiz question because I've written that down here. Okay. What large animals can put other animals to sleep? Um, Humans. A hypnopotamus. <laughs> oh, can I please get expelled the... from this class? <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Is that the worst pun of all time. But thank you very much, Dad. We appreciate you joining us. And um, I'll let you know how I go in the classroom as as your lineage, uh, the educational lineage gets passed on. Very good. I'll look forward to hearing from you. See you later, boys. Cheers, Dad. Thanks, Bye. Mr. Dyson. All day breakfast. Matt O'Kine, it is time now for our interview with Mr. James Bay. He's had some massive songs in the past. So come on, let it go. Just let it be. He's been nominated for Grammys, Brit Awards. He sings, he produces, he guitars. Uh, James Bay, and he's also a very nice man because when we got to interview him, the conversation just sort of started. It popped up on Zoom, and then before you know it, we were just chatting, and so we didn't get to do the big, uh, big old intro with him. Just, just a bloody legend. Yeah, but he does have a brand new song out. It's called "Chew on My Heart," and we wanted to get deep about it with him. So here he is, Mr. James Bay. What does James Bay do? Like, what do you like doing that isn't music? I love playing football. I don't know if you guys call it soccer over there. Yeah, well, we call it soccer, but we, you know, football, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. but you also, if you yeah. call it soccer near someone who is a purist, you'll you'll get a beat down. <laughs> you will get that's put great. in your place. That's, that's, yeah. good that's good to know. That's good to know. But, yeah, so, so um, I adore playing that game. Uh, even though they restarted the fully professional sort of top-level stuff without crowds uh, about four or five weeks ago now. They haven't any amateur stuff because I have like, a, we have like a slot on a Thursday night on like a local AstroTurf pitch that is like a religion. And I just, uh, I adore it and we haven't been able to do it. We still can't do it. I'm shocked that you are allowed to play soccer. Do you not have managers? Look, I when I started an <laughs> acting degree, oh, right, I was playing right, AFL right. and they said to me, this is in universe, they said, you can't play AFL, mate. You'll hurt your face. All right? Like, yeah. No, my guys are worried about my hands. They're worried about my face, my hands, my teeth, my fingers, my, my everything. But you kind of can't hold me back from that stuff. Yeah. Right? And they love it. My, my managers adore. Uh, they they kind of get it. They have enough of an, a, a love. One of my managers, he almost went pro just before, this is like way back in like the early 80s, just before football became the big, like, bursting with money, exciting sort of industry that it's become. 
um, he he almost went like he played at Old Trafford, Man United's wow. ground. He played in, in FA Cup games and stuff. Like he was, yeah, he was like a legit. Anyway, they they love it and they just they they do worry in honesty, <laughs> but they that's because they're wicked managers. Like they're great managers, but otherwise they're sort of like he's got to do it. He Absolutely. Can't. Well, just no slide tackles, <laughs> just like FIFA. No, no pressing A or no pressing X or yeah, whatever. Can't keep no, no going in goal. FIFA's the other thing I can't get away from in, in lockdown. FIFA's the other thing I adore. Yeah, that is good stuff. But amongst the FIFA, amongst football playing, you're also being able to make some incredible music. Your third album is coming up and we've heard the first taste of it. It's a huge yeah. song which is called Chew On My Heart. And mate, I really, really dig this song. It's, it's so joyous. Thank it's you. it's really incredible. Um, tell us about when it when it started formulating, percolating. Is something that's been around for a while? Was it a source of inspiration more recently? I've been writing for this third album since about maybe about this time last year. Suddenly, I was on a tour with Ed Sheeran, opening up it, it all around um, Europe, opening up for him in like literally in in football stadiums and stuff to sort of seventy, eighty thousand people a night. It was what there was two nights in Germany. In a place called Hockenheim Ring, which is a racetrack, and they've the only gigs they've really had. They've only ever had like thirty gigs. Yeah. Since the early eighties, they held they they had like Metallica, the big Tina Turner stuff <laughs> back in the eighties. Michael Jackson. They only it's it's only when you can't. And he'd already done loads of football stadiums in mm. Germany, and they wanted him again. So he did on both night on, on each night. He did first night hundred thousand, second night hundred and two thousand people. <laughs> oh man. Second. How do you feel walking and, out to a you, – you'd barely register that it's people that are there. I mean, know, knowing Ed in the in the way that I – because I know him a bit and and from before that – way before that tour and, and um, you know, he's brilliantly level-headed and, and ready to tackle every opportunity all on his own with his acoustic guitar and his loop pedal. And it's so inspiring to see. And the, the buzz – his buzz was slightly, like slightly different that night. It was cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's – you know, he's over the moon every night, but – um, it was cool to see that, and he was just so excited. Those were the biggest gigs he'd ever done. Well, you go from football stadiums to race car tracks. Next step is like what salt flats, or like, <laughs> yes. I'm supporting Ed in the Grand Canyon next week. <laughs> that could be the next Imagine. next spot. But I started writing in little gaps between those shows, and and carried that thing on. And and I've just realised as I listen back through these songs, "Chew on My Heart" being a great example. This is the most positive thing I've ever written. Um, it's taken me. It's taking me completely by surprise. The vast majority of this album is is sort of centered around and rooted in um, as far as the subject matter. My I've been with my girlfriend for 13 years and uh, since I, we were just kids and I'm typically pretty private about this stuff. There's a part of my sort of private life that's very much private life, but I suppose something so enormously important and, and sort of affecting was always going to find its way one way or another in the beautiful, positive way that it should into my songs so it's done that for loads of this music um and it just i slightly took me by surprise i guess i've done so much hard work to sort of keep it private mm. but it found its way through <laughs> and, and so a lot of these songs are sort of snapshots of what the whole experience has been like this one chill my heart is almost one of the more sort of teenage ones in a way it's about it's, it's about being madly in love with somebody and, and to the point that you're sort of like selfishly just wanting more and more and more of the person but yeah, it's 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 that's where the sort of the euphoria and the joy kind of comes from in this song. 
So, James, I want to ask then, I mean, we do this radio show every morning and uh, I have a partner with I've been with for many years now and, you know, bringing up a story, say, when I break a glass by accident <laughs> and I, you know, and I tell it on the on the radio show and then and I'm, I have to sort of go, oh, you know, hey, I... I'm told the story about how I broke the glass on the weekend. <laughs> I hope that's okay. What's the right. discussion with your – was there a big discussion yeah. that you had to have about, hey, this is going out to my 1.25 million followers mm. on Instagram, yeah. all my worldwide yeah. fans. You know how I'm we chew on each other's here. hearts? I wrote a song about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know that yeah, thing yeah. we yeah. usually do on Tuesday nights? <laughs> yeah, well, now everyone yeah. knows. I, look, it, I totally get you, and it, and it – um, it's definitely been a, a, a conversation to some degree, but I tell you what's kind of amazing. And I, I really, I suppose I wouldn't have expected anything different knowing Lucy's in it, knowing Lucy as, as well as I do. That's, That's Lucy's Lucy texting now. you. Are you talking about me? <laughs> I wish it was that exciting. It was some sort of, some sort of weekly battery report on my, oh, I wish it was. Mate, That's all I get. I'll get. Domino's Pizza, we're staying in tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. I suppose what's awesome is because she's, she's, you know, understands the privacy vibe as, you know, as much as me, better than me. She, of course, you know, I've signed up for the life that I, that I live uh, publicly and professionally. She didn't. Mm. Um, and that's, and that's brilliant and okay and fine. And I've always been very kind of careful and cautious about, you know, overstepping that, that line. But, there's this moment within all of it that I think I've recognized that you don't want to go so far as to sort of completely act like someone doesn't exist when they do. Mm. Then there's a, there's a different degree of like, well, that's not cool. Well, I know that she understands that and is, and is essentially kind of going, well, yeah, of course you can say this and that about the fact that we exist and that I exist and that it's a very real, very important um, thing. To, to us both I, and, and that's where um, this music is like a sort of a almost a long overdue tribute and a, a massive showing of gratitude to such an enormously important thing in my life this relationship definitely Absolutely. James Bay thank you so much for joining us on All Day Breakfast it's been a pleasure to chat to you good luck getting back thank out you. into the music world and the uh, the indoor soccer futsal world we, uh, we appreciate your time and all the best <laughs> awesome guys there it is, our chat with James Bay. You may very well be hearing the full thing at another stage, but we better get going now because Matt O'Kine, that is a Tuesday show done and dusted. Sure is. Jeez, it went quick, didn't it? It certainly did. We do have one final treat for you, and that is in the lead up to interviewing James Bay. I mean, oh, obviously you listen to... Come on, man. ...people's songs. You get inspired. They get in your head. Song. I've had a song stuck in my head all day. And uh, Matt O'Kai just uh, took the liberty of having to sing while the mics were on. Let it be. Why don't you be? Oh, you're gonna, are you <laughs> recording this? I was just waiting for the us to get into the Zoom meeting, waiting for the host to start the meeting. I, man. Dem pipes. Dem pipes, Matty boy. I'm just for more of that action, up. Google Matted Alex, uh, Kiss from a Rose. Uh, you'll see a little bit more of that. But thank you very much for joining us and we will catch you next time on All Day Breakfast. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.